Hello and welcome to another episode of Full Send with Christina Kim. And Alan Shippenuck, thanks for being here as always. Um, I am just back from the Wishbone Brawl down in Oceanside. Uh, CK, you've been you've had a, a week off after your uh, triumphant keeping of the card. We'll talk about we'll talk about the wishbone, but tell me what you've been up to. Um a lot of golf, as silly as it sounds. <laughs> Today <laughs> is technically the official first day of the off season for the entirety of the LPGA tour. Uh, those that have, um, those of us that have kept our cards, I should say, we do have Q series coming up in a week and a half, two weeks, I guess. And so, um, yeah, I've been back home in Orlando playing golf at golden ocala where um i've got some good friends over there i've been playing golf at orange tree just just having a ball and um just futzing around to be honest what what is the point for those listening at home of attending q series since you've secured your card so if you finish outside of the top 100 of the cme points list and you finish outside of the top 10 of Symmetra Tour, I think it's maybe 10 through 25 or 10 through 40. Um, if you're an amateur that's turning pro, and subsequently, if you're another form of female golfer that has gone through stages one and two, this is the third and final stage of what used to be called Q School. Now we call it Q Series, which is a grueling two-week saga um, located this year, we're going to be in Mobile as well as Do Do Doleth, Alabama. Um, Duluth. Not in Duluth. That's in Georgia. Um, <laughs> Dolan, okay, maybe Dolan. Um, there, it's going to be competed on the Robert Trent Jones trails. So the first week, they're going to have four rounds of golf on two golf courses, and then cut to the top 70 in ties and then you drive three and a half hours over I think it's Dolan um, Alabama over to the east side of the state and go play the other RTJ course there so eight rounds of competitive golf three golf courses and at the end of it I believe it's a top 45 get this to like, keep their card or get their card this is this is nightmare fuel if you're a pro golfer that just sounds like the the worst form of torture how happy are you to skip that I am very, very happy to skip it. Um, I was already in at the end of 2019 devastated enough that I had to go to Q Series back then. However, back then was a year that we were over at Pinehurst. And after securing my card, having played courses six and nine, nice, I treated myself by spending a day playing the cradle as well as number two. Didn't get a chance to play number four yet. Um, so at least I had that going for me. And and truth be told, the course in Mobile is where I collected my f second LPJ Tour win. But I, I, I don't want to go. No, no. You've graduated out of that. So, well, it's something to keep an eye on. We'll, 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 maybe we'll do some kind of – obviously, Monday Q&Fo will be all over that stuff. He lives for, mm. for Q schools and all that. But you and I can do a little wrap-up of some of the some of the stories that come out of that. It's always compelling. So – I have to ask, did you get to tune in at all to the, the Wishbone live stream or were you following on social media? Like, did you have a, a sense of, of what that was all about? 
I saw a few clips here or there by way of social, but truth be told, I was in my own world. I was, I, I don't know, if, I mean, I don't know who the hell follows me. I was not spending a whole bunch of time on social. I was just basically running around like a dog without its collar. And <laughs> so I did not spend a whole ton of time. I know that... Um, it was a rousing success, and I do know that uh, – let's see. What else took place by way of social? I saw the written house verdict. This is not the time nor the place for that. Um, and I saw that Jin Young Ko hit 63 consecutive greens in fucking regulation. Three and a half rounds straight. Vile. Yeah. It was just vile. Look let, yeah, well, I want to get to I want to get to that little shootout with her and Nelly, but let's talk about the brawl just for a little bit because I'm still Please. kind of on a, a little high from it. It was just it was the first one I got to attend in person, and mm-hmm. you know having having Freddie there added a lot of star power, yeah. and you know Xander rocks up with his gold medal like it was just mm-hmm. it's such a cool scene, and then you had you know Dean Wilson who's a local favorite who plays mm-hmm. at Goat Hill all the time. And I've gotten to know through the years and still has to me one of those beautiful swings in golf, even though, you know, his desire to live out of hotel rooms and grind on the tour was diminished. But the talent is still there. And it's, um, you know, I played recreational rounds with Dean, but to see him in that that arena when he was really a lot more intense and, and was more into it was awesome. And then you had you had this great underdog, uh, Will Crop, who had um, sort of former mini tour grinder had uh, kind of lost his passion for the game, rediscovered it, just playing at Goat Hill, teaching kids, getting back, you know, t- kind of the grassroots. And he's the reigning club champ. He's the, he holds the course record. Um, it's par 65, you know, it's only 4,500 yards, but he shot 55 there. And what's cool at, at, at Goat Hill, to be the official course records are only recognized if you're using persimmons and blades and you have like no technology in your putter. You need like a bullseye or some really old school putter. Like how great is that? And so, um, you know, they're they're even trying to source like old, you know, 1990s golf balls, you know, like wow, you know, baladas that spin a, a zillion uh, RPMs. Uh, but, you know, Will's, Will's that guy. So he's obviously a talented player, even he's, he's not chasing it on tour anymore. And he, he, of course, was kind of the local favorite and had a lot of, a lot of crowd support and, um, but it was it was just neat. I mean, it was like it was like a real throwback to the old days. No gallery ropes, that unmistakable you know thwack of uh, of of wooden woods, and uh, just kind of the every green the fans were just in circle. You know, and there's some overhead photos that um, uh, my colleague Patrick uh, Koenig took with the drone in black and white, and they they look like you know it's straight out of the match with Ben Hogan and Byron Nelson. You know, circa 1956. Like it's just. It it was really a fun experience, and of course the there was tons of kids out there. There was at least a dozen dogs. Uh, just just all you'd want golf to be as as a spectating experience. So uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Wrote it wrote wrote it up the whole thing for uh, firepitcollective dot com if you want to read about it. And we have we have a ton of content coming at the end of the week because we we're gonna take the live stream and turn it into basically like a, a compressed one hour show that will have all the shots, all the walk and talk interviews and just the scene setting. And I've gotten a sneak peek at it. It's going to look beautiful. I mean, I'm not going to say we're putting golf channel business, but we might put golf channel business. It looks so good. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it was, it was a really fun time. And 
I I didn't really play much of a part in it, but the you know the, the fire pit collective had a supporting role, and uh, so it was it was it was just a great experience all around. That's awesome. I wish that I. I wish that the CME Tour Championship, which I did not participate in this year, but that's okay. I'm totally okay with that. Um, does not always fall the same week as the Wishbone. That would be uh, that would be awesome to to go and participate in one of these days if 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 women are allowed. Oh, to- you know, I had that thought out there actually because this was really cute. I had, you know. I wasn't like I was wearing a sign with my name on it, but uh, I had four people come up to me just randomly who I, I didn't know and say, hey, I love the podcast with you and Christina and had some nice chats. Aww. Like we got full send, got some actual love in the gallery. It was it was really That's endearing. Did you know, ask any so... of those fools to give us a rating? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, take your phone out, please. We're going to we're going to see exactly how much you love it. And, uh, yeah. How much how many but, stars are you going to give it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's love and there's, you know, there're real love. But um anyway, that was cute. So you you were top of mind for sure. Not just That's I was amazing. I was thinking you'd be a great addition and the, you know, the field's always fluid. I mean, Fred, he was so charmed by the whole thing. He he announced that he's coming back no matter what, uh which was Aww. great. Xander's been a stalwart and uh, the other two spots are, are up for grabs. So I'll put in a strong recommendation with the committee. How about that? I appreciate but that greatly. When was the last time you hit persimmon, though? I mean, have you ever? Yeah, I played a round of golf at Musselboro in 2019. Actually, I actually oh, have a. Um, I have a, there's this amazing gentleman by the name of Boris who owns a shop in. Uh, oh my God! Right by Luffness um, in Gullen that Duncan had purchased an entire set of um, hickory stick clubs. I've got a special edition mashie um, that I purchased myself. Her name is Josephine because she is gorgeous, but what a bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then, I mean, I've played – I we went around in Musselboro. It was myself, Duncan, and uh, one of my best friends, Jan Meyerling, who has been catting for Amy Yang this year – and we Duncan had like uh, brought to the UK purposefully because he had like this whole thing planned. He was like, "We're going to visit Boris. We're going to buy some clubs." He brought a dozen um, professional, no, no, uh, a dozen pro, uh, uh, tour balladas. Um, he also That's had some awesome. professional one hundreds, but uh, and he gave the each each of us had had one, and we went around Muscleboro using hickory sticks. And he said, "The first person." to it was basically a contest to see who could keep the ball and play the longest and i made it through all 18 holes like the thing was a damn pyramid by the end of the round but it just it stayed out in front of me it went nowhere it was it was spectacular so you want to talk about persimmons bitch i played with hickory sticks i i can i can do my bad uh oh that's great well i love that um yeah, and it was, you know it was interesting because these guys they were teeing it up so high, you know, with that little that little driver head. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it looked like the ball was about eight inches above above the, the the top of the club, and you know the good drives were were still flying. I mean, because they were using modern golf balls for this, and um, just because these guys didn't have a chance to really spend any time preparing, so they just show up. But the, um, they were still smashing drives, but if they didn't hit, if they didn't catch one just right, I mean they were peeling off left and right. It was oh, it was yeah. fun to watch. I mean there oh, was yeah. there was some wild drives, and these, these are <laughs> you know 
uh, these are guys who know how to play the game. So it was, it was, it just drives home that that margin for error is not nearly the same with with big, hot, you know, titanium face and the. But yeah, Real was, quick was, though, was, yeah, were they persimmons with like semi modern day grips and steel shafts, or were we talking hickory? No, not hickory. Yeah, they had steel shafts. Come on, boo, Freddie, Freddie. Like reclaimed from this collector the driver that he used to win the 1992 Masters. <gasps> How sweet no is that? Shit. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's incredible. a that's like Excalibur. That's that's a that's that's, that's a special sword right there. And, oh my god! Um, he he did yeah. So uh, the other guys were I think they all had you know Link Soul now makes these really beautiful persimmons and I think they're using those. But you know Freddie's was was a real antique and uh, he'd ask the guy to put a new grip on it because you know he was. He hadn't oh. laid eyes on it in God knows how long. And, uh, and his old, years. Yeah. And, and his old three wood, which he was loving. He killed it a couple times. He said he's actually putting it in his bag. As, <laughs> it's like, it's like a five wood, like a modern five wood distance. He's like, I, I've been looking for a five wood. I think, so I think this thing it travels perfect. So oh, <laughs> how amazing, amazing that'd be if Fred rocks up at you know, the next senior tour event and he's got, you know, uh, like an early nineties wooden, uh, three wood. Like, it's just so cool. Um, and yeah, that was, it was just neat to see, you know, there's, it's the whole thing's casual, right? Everyone's just kind of hanging out, waiting for it to start. Fred pulls up in this pimped out Bentley SUV and he's just changed his shoes in the parking lot and he's just chatting with people. And, you know, a few folks ask for autographs or pictures and he just kind of glides through effortlessly. And then he's, he's on the range, a little warm up. He's, he's hitting one hand. He's holding the cell phone with one hand. He's hitting little wedges <laughs> with one hand while he's talking. Like you know, just just being around Fred and Dean. Dean Wilson said this. It's like it just it helps your tempo. You know, it helps everything. Like he, he he's just the most chill guy on the planet, and he just has that effortless cool. And you know, I mean, I've, I've been watching Fred since 1994 out on the PGA Tour. Actually, even before that, because I was a spectator at the the 92 U.S. Open and Crosby Clambakes before that. But I mean, I've been up close to him as a reporter now for all these years, but there's just something special about seeing that in that environment. Um, and Xander too. I mean, he's, he's just such a um, down to earth, down home guy and he's a San Diego native. So a lot of love for him. And, um, and the other two guys are, are now locals and goat regulars. So you couldn't imagine better vibes, you know, all Fred lives in Santa Barbara. He just drove down from his house. You know, it's all, all four Southern Californians. And, um, and it was neat. It was really, um, I was like, oh yeah, I I saw the everyone saw the video of Jeff Ogilvy Duncan his his shot to win the last wishbone. You know, they went they went to like sudden death, and it's like ah, oh, you, you can't top that. But then Dean Wilson made made an ace on number five, and I actually saw it with my own eyes. Which you know that's part of my my hole in one thing. I've never even seen one. <laughs> like I didn't even have you not I, even I, seen like, one. No, I mean at Peter Hay on the hundred hole hike um, a few months ago. Somebody made one, and I, I kind of barely caught it. Like peripheral vision, you know, it's a really compact little par three course. But I didn't actually like follow the flight of the ball and the whole thing. And I was standing right behind Dean, and I, I love Dean's swing. So I was filming it, and I, you know, just beautiful action, great follow. It stopped filming, and then just was. <laughs> it's like I can't even film an ace when it happens in front of me. But I did see it, and I was you know part of the big melee on the tee box. So it was like that was like my first home one I've really ever witnessed in my life. And you're getting closer, cool... Alan. You're getting <laughs> not, closer. Not really. You really. are. I, I I screwed up the recording. Yeah, but I, you saw it though in real life. At least you were present. At least you were present. I was present. And uh, so that was neat. You know that. 
that didn't decide the match, but just the whole before. Uh, oh shoot, sorry, um, that's my cell phone. Freddie had um, you know stiffed one uh, on this the fourth hole at at Goat Hill is just wicked. I don't remember. It's got that crazy domed green and you can actually mm-hmm. spin it off the green into the ravine. Like, Absolutely. And that's what Xander did. Fred floated one up there, you know, just dead arm, little wedge, stopped, you know, next to the hole. And, um, uh, but Dean chipped in from way off the green to have the hole. So he went, he went chip in ace, like, and he had birdied the hole before that. Like, that's amazing. Birdie, birdie, chip in ace. Like, I mean, come on. Like, it's just, that's amazing. It was, yeah, it's it's fun, it's fun to be up close for that. I mean, I'm, uh, and I, again, I, I've been privileged to watch a lot of PJ Tour golf inside the ropes. I've seen a lot of great shots, but to the average fan out there who maybe's not hasn't had that opportunity to to see them just losing their minds at some of these shots and just the sound and um, the purity of it all. You know, Xander had this impossible pitch like over a green over the trees banked it off the you know hit the club hit the flag stick and everyone was going crazy it was just like the precision again you're used to it as well you see it every day but if you're just a typical 15 handicap who plays with guys like yourself on the weekend like to see that up close on a course you know so intimately it was neat and it was almost like a sense of ownership right like all the fans were local and they all play out there and um and so it was it was fun to hear their little stolen conversations uh uh Oh, I can't believe like you know he took it over the trees. I I can't even do that with my, you know my uh, big Bertha. So anyway, it was just funny. That's wicked. Oh my god, yeah. I'm so yeah. so. Oh, I love that so much. I know. Well, we'll put. Yeah, that's right. So next year, I guess it, it depends on scheduling and everything else. But it would be it would be amazing to have you out there, and we need it. You know, you know, a little a little a little diversity is always a good thing. So, um, let let's talk about what happened. At the CME, I mean, it was, you, you mentioned that, um, you know, JY Co. hit about a million greens in regulation to win the tournament, but it was like classic showdown, right? One and two, her versus Nelly paired together. Um, and of course, Nelly's had a monster year, gold medal, everything else. But I think that that Sunday beatdown kind of left no doubt who, who the, the reigning queen of the LPGA is. Am I right about that? Yes-ish. Because it's it's kind of funny. I, I, I didn't really go back um, that much to really look at Jin Young's season. But the, the, the only way I can describe it is like she, in her own way, seemed to struggle for the first half of the year. You know, she had, was it like 12, 13, 13 or 14 top 10s, I think, this year out of... 18 starts or I don't I don't even remember how many starts she had she top 10 just about every week but you know she didn't have her first win until of the year until a couple of months ago and it was just one of those things we were just like has the pandemic got to this girl (laughs) you know like is this you know this is her quote unquote in a slump because she's like you know she was grinding a lot more she was um yeah I played with her at the KPMG and uh, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, and I was like, "Bruh, you're we're we're starting on the wrong side of the golf course, and we're <laughs> also, yeah, what's going on?" And it was like one of the most like 
chilled out, easy, boring rounds of golf that I'd seen where she was just like, yeah, she just she just hit every fairway. She just hit every green, made a few putts. She mishit a shot. She got it up and down. It was very it, – it's – her game, in my opinion, is really Annika-esque in that it can just lull you into sleep because it is just – just laser focused and you're like well yeah like that's exactly what you're supposed to do like there was a big difference in my in through my um experiences playing with Annika versus playing with someone like Lorena or Yanni where you know they're just they were just such much more like explosive and you know it was just a lot more excitement whereas you know Annika Jin Young and in a certain way Lydia were just sort of like quiet assassins except Lydia's just like the nicest kid ever so she's kind of like <laughs> you know she's like a subsect of of that um yeah and so it was just it was it was phenomenal you know and and yeah it's just it's crazy because like Nelly they both had such great years obviously Nelly won the gold but Jin Young has put on a beat down in the last uh was it like two and a half months and yeah. Yeah. It's, it was kind of neat because it was just like, okay, like she just she just needed a couple months to to warm up and then just be like, know your place. Literally every every human being in the universe. Like it was just unreal. <laughs> so obviously there's a mathematical formula that awards player of the year and, and Jin Young won that. Um, you know, the, the algorithm crowned her. Uh, player of the year but like for the golf writers we have we it's a human vote like i, I have to vote here in, in a month or two mm -hmm. or even less a week or two and it's interesting in that so co had had five victories but no majors nelly had four four wins one was a major plus the gold medal and the Solheim um, cup yeah and, yeah for sure it would, it's hard to penalize co since she, you know she can't really play in that but the um in a vacuum, I would probably give Nelly the edge because of the major championship and and the the gold medal. But you you get down to this last round, everyone kind of knew what was at stake, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, at the CME, not uh, one point five millions on on the line, but whatever. But it's also the player of the year, and this was the the whole season had built toward this one round, you know, for supremacy, and it was pretty decisive. So. It's a tough one, you know. I that that head to head, they both knew it was at stake, and only one of them really delivered. So, I mean, it's I could probably talk myself going either way. How should I vote, Christina? Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because, you know, with the win that Nelly had the week prior, um, having to come back from a triple bogey on the seventy first hole, birdie on the 72nd hole and then a birdie to clinch the win in the playoff against three other players. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a, I think it's a, it's a bit of a tough call and you, you can't just like the entire, you know, the award is gifted based on an entire season. You can't really gift it based off of one round. Like for all we know, Nelly could have just been like, she might've just been running on fumes Oh, I'm you sure know, she it's was. Hard to, yeah, so it's, it's no hard doubt. to say. And like you can't, it's you not can't like she put played... it all on one round of golf. You know, I mean, the, no, the I gold know, medal it's... that she won. And so I, I'm just glad I ain't in your shoes. Is all I can say. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I, it's you have to take a really, really, you know, you have to step back 
light yes. years to really give it a um, truly objective view because what they've both done in their own way is so is so phenomenal and and yeah. you know you you sit there and it's like okay they have she has yeah Jin Young has five wins but you know all five of them came from like Since September July, onward yeah. July onward yeah. you know and yeah. Nelly came out straight out of the out of the gate and you know it's it, she's she got the major she got the gold medal like it's that's it's, it's yeah. a it's a it's it's a phenomenal debate in my opinion it which is, is awesome because I don't have to participate and I ain't doing your not, job for you brutal it's not like <laughs> Nelly played bad on Sunday shot sixty nine but nice you know. I mean, the girl she had to beat shot 63. She got blown off the golf course. Like, I'm just saying, it, you're right. It's a season-long award. It's not about one round. But that one round does loom large. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna have a think on it. But if I had to vote right now, I don't know. I'd probably Actually, I'd, I would probably vote Nelly just because the major and the gold medal. Like, to yeah, me, not- the, the gold medal is another win. So she has five mm-hmm. wins. Co mm-hmm. has five wins. But the um the magnitude of Nellies are larger winning the, the the PJ championship and of course the the olympics so but i don't know man like that's tough that's tough um yeah and and are you also going to just is this a zero sum game again all of a sudden or are you going to put into it um you know the all encompassing aspects of what is required of a professional golfer you know like which one is more fun? Which one has a better time handling the media, handling their fans, doing this, doing that? Like, are those things that matter, or is it strictly based off of performance? Yeah, that's interesting. I would have to even read the language of the Golf Writers Association of America ballot, but in general, it's performance. But as you're saying, there's like, is Tiger Woods the most dominant golfer ever? Yes. Is Jack Nicklaus the greatest ever? Yes. Because you, the totality of Jack's career, the way, he, the grace that he carried himself with in victory, the class he showed in defeat, the longevity. I mean, it's more than just numbers go into these uh, analyses, right? So um, I see what you're saying. I mean, Nelly definitely carried a heavy burden this year, you know, as number one for most of the season. As Here in America. Yeah. Yeah. But even in the context of Olympics, going overseas for the majors, like she, there was a lot of demands on her, uh, as in, you know, the spotlight and all that. But I know that the Korean that, media is voracious. Yeah. And I mean, Ko's a rock star over there and in all through Asia. So, uh, yeah, it's, I would say that's probably a push really. If you're looking for those kind of intangibles who did more to, for the game as, as an ambassador, I think they're both phenomenal. So I, I don't think you could, um, I don't think you'd penalize either one really in, yeah. that, in that scenario, but it's a fun debate. I mean, I can't remember a player of the year uh, voting that's that's this hard in, mm-hmm. in the la- in recent memory on any tour where you can make a really compelling case for both players. So that's what's fun. It's gonna, I'll be really curious to see how the voting comes down. And uh, wait, and wasn't it, this last year on the PJ Tour super contentious? Because wasn't it like John Rom versus? Well, the other whoever who probably ended up winning, I don't know. It was Cantley. Yeah. Oh, Patrick. But, oh, my God. That's such a Cantley move. Oh, my God. Now I feel bad. You can't even remember him. Yeah, but it was like, you know, Rom had one win. Cantley had four in the FedEx Cup. I mean, it was definitely a, you had to, there was an assessment about what the the, the value of the majors are, mm-hmm. um, which are huge. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's true. The players gave it to Catley. I voted for Rom. So you're right. One win but, versus what? He didn't. It, he didn't win the memorial because bitch couldn't even finish. Like, I know. What, but top one, to bottom, what? top to bottom excellence, like you're saying. I mean, week in, week out. There's. That's what's interesting about these human votes is there's a lot goes into it. Um, it's not the, the computers aren't spitting out the answer. Um, I mean, from from January to November, John Rahm was a superior golfer than Patrick Cantlay, but Cantlay got hot at exactly the right time, and uh, all credit to him. So, um, and what is that? What does that mirror? Right yeah, now? it's 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 similar, it's... but but uh, you know, Delhi has such a strong body of work from all throughout the season. So. Yeah, it's it's fun. I like I like these debates because this is awesome. Yeah, there's not really a right answer. It's just whatever your your value. There's a right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're you're the one who dodged the question about whether you're going co or Gorda. I don't know what the right answer is. Shit, I'm just saying there is one out there. Apparently, yeah, I'm not the one to make that distinction. I'll I'll say this with certainty: the the person I vote for, their last name is going to start K O. I have no doubt about that. Yuck 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 yuck. All right. So what about? Did you did you catch uh, Rory's uh, like hissy fit over in Dubai? I did not. Again, I was running around in the fields chasing yeah. balls. Would you know what happened? All I know is what happened on fifteen when Rory hit a pitch shot that hit the flagstick, and he subsequently made bogey. I saw Morikawa hit this disgusting shot out of a fairway bunker coming down the stretch i truth be told i was far more interested in what sam horsefield was doing because sammy's my boy um Mm. and so i did not ultimately see what took place well so there's just this great picture of rory after his round checking his phone as if he's totally relaxed but his 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 shirt is in is in shreds. I heard about he, that. Yeah, that's what I, I'm sorry. I should have been more specific. That's what I was referencing. Like he just completely lost his mind and destroyed his his own garment. And uh, after shooting I 74, that. I know. I <laughs> love the, that so much. The, the the picture is hilarious because he's just like very relaxed. You know, look, checking. He's on his phone. Like like no, like no cares in the world. Meanwhile, his nipples hanging out and his shirts in shreds, and it's just so funny. Like. Rory is such an interesting cat because he talks so much about perspective and, you know, I just got to be me. And he says all the right things. And then every now and then he loses his mind. And, you know, that's a hot picture. Yeah. Chucks a three iron into the lake or uh, we all give him a pass because 99% of the time he's so gracious and he's such a great sportsman and everything. But, you know, he's like, um, he he can go a little mental, which I I guess makes it fun. Yeah, that's the picture. Look at that. Yeah. Also, appreciate he kept the logo visible. <laughs> right, yeah. Um. Holy shit. I love this kid even yeah. more now. That's amazing. Well, I get it. So I one of my strongest memories of covering covering Tiger through all these all these years is in two thousand, you know, he has the greatest season in golf history, arguably, and the the season ender uh pretty much is over it's the american express championship over in valderrama spain and in like november um and of course tiger didn't want to go but american express is one of his big sponsors so he goes and he's already he's won three majors he's he's got nine or ten wins whatever and 
but he's Tiger Woods. If he's going to tee it up, he's going to grind. And so he was in it the whole way, even though he didn't have his best stuff. And that 17th hole is just a, is an abomination. He was spinning, mm-hmm. he was spinning shots into the water and all this stuff. And so in the end, he, he, he falls short by a couple strokes, doesn't win. And I follow him into this locker room. It's this really small little, almost like this antechamber next to the main locker room. And he had taken off his, his shoe, which was metal spikes, and he started smashing his, his golf bag with such ferocity. Chunks of leather were like, mm-hmm. it, it was like watching like a wood chipper. Like it was, and just the intensity over and over. He was smashing his golf bag with, and, and then he was like done. He put his shoes on and he walked out and didn't say anything to anyone. But like, that's how hot he burned a tournament that didn't really matter. He, he already had the crown and the jewels. Right. But, uh, uh, and he just lost his freaking mind. That, no, that wasn't in public. Uh, I, did I, I had it, I guess I had a cell phone back then. You know, I probably had a Blackberry. Like if I had, rec- if I had, Oh no, Motorola recorded- razor would have been back yeah. in those days. I kind of remember. Maybe like, Palm Pilot. Maybe. I definitely, I was like nine years from joining Twitter, so whatever. Yes. It didn't even, it wouldn't even no have occurred to me to have, you know, captured that moment for posterity, mm-hmm. but it was, it was intense. And uh, so, you know, that was just Rory's version of it, right? Like uh, everybody loses the head once in a while, but it's just funny that he stuck around checking his phone, you know, still in this, this garment that's been destroyed. Like, would you get another shirt? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it raises I, many questions. I, well, yeah, but it was just like in the heat of the moment, you just had to let it out. And then, you know, it's like, I'm sure, I'm sure this picture is him caught like mid huff. You know what I, I mean? Like, I don't know. He, it's like, that's what's funny about the picture. It's like this moment of repose. He looks totally relaxed. You're but right. His, it could have been. He's probably like, shy of hyperventilating you know because you're just still you're you're so mad and you're just like you're slowly calming yourself down and it's you know you're blind with rage like literally blind with rage you don't even notice these things this is an amazing photo oh my god i love this paul mcginley um gave me a great term for for that it's the red mist the red mist the red mist the red mist comes the red mist yeah yeah and his his little brogue it was Mm -hmm. was great and also lose the head. He, he's a big fan. He just lose the head a lot too. In fact, I have a quote him talking about Phil at Shinnecock in 2018 when you know he struck that moving ball on the green, and yeah. he used red mist and lose the head in the same sentence. It was spectacular. I love that stuff. That's but, um, fantastic. Yeah, but I tell you, man, Rory's such an enigma. Like some of the shots he hit last week. I mean, I don't know if you saw that he hit this 270 yard five wood to like six feet and for eagle. It started, mm-hmm. I think it was the second hole of the whole tournament. Second Just hole, yeah. Absolutely majestic. I mean, that's the ball flight. I can't hit my nine iron that high, right? Like, it was just, he does something like that, and you're like, this guy is such a talent. And, um, but, you know, we're now going on so many years of, of feeling unfulfilled, and, you know, Rory's feeling that pressure, and he's got his own inner, inner turmoil, and um, it all it all just kind of played out in his poor, you know, polo shirt but anyway quite a fascinating exclamation point to, to his season yeah that was but i love the fact that see like for me stuff like that that tiger story you shared like it still means something to them oh yeah you know because it's not about you know winning the race to dubai to earn an additional however many millions of pounds and you know prize fund and bonus fees this and that these guys are set these guys are set for generations 
to come in their yeah, family. Oh, for sure. But they, you know, they're human. They want it. And, you know, it's nothing like it, but I can I can empathize with it because, like, you know, Sunday of, of the Pelican, I was just like, you sit there and it's just like everything's gone cold. And you're just like, you you stare at your hands and you're just like, fucking work. You know, it's like these hands all of a sudden were switched out while you were sleeping with someone else's or right before you hit the tee, which makes it even worse. And it, it just shows how truly the the best golfers in the world, them not counting myself in that, are, you know, they fall victim to human emotion, to this oh, yeah. intangible, ethereal, you know, indescribable um presence that basically just possesses you and you can't do anything you know you're just basically tumbling towards the edge of a cliff metaphorically and you're just like well someone cut my brakes <laughs> it ain't fun you know and so i love yeah. seeing that like yeah oh yeah I'm, such a great, i'm not i'm not so like great. outraged no no I you, like no. i don't I, I think i think it's just it's just it's enlightening and it's interesting and Absolutely. it's revealing. But it's um, metaphorically and in a literal sense, it's yeah, light. It's, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. safe for work. That photo. But, sure, um, it is. There's nothing he didn't rip I his know, pants. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, free so the that, nip. Oh, well, by the way, we we are sort of bearing the lead here. Like the big event on in, in the golf world, in some ways, was was Tiger posting a swing video. <gasps> oh, I lost my mind. Yeah, well, you're so not the only again, one. Again, I was uh, I was out playing with um, with uh, some of my friends. I had uh, played around a golf with Megan McLaren. Love her to death. She oh, is, she's so cool. She's she's incredible. She's she's traveling. She's on her way to prepare and, and play in Q series. Um, you know, I I I don't know if I said anything helpful or beneficial at all, other than you know being her cheerleader and you know being a, I'm a great hype man. I tell you what. Um, and she, she and the other two guys I was playing with, Krista Coco and Dave Pacarella, were like, dude, did you see, like, the, the, the Tiger tiger video? And I was like, no. They were like, dude, like, he hit a ball. And my brain was like, what is he doing? Like, some sort of a, you know, you're just standing on your left hand, left leg and doing sort of like a half swing or something like that. Like, you know, we uh, in warm-ups, a lot of players do that just to sort of, you know, just kind of really feel a strong, steady left leg because I was like – you know, his right leg was in 17,000 pieces. Yeah. And I was like, or maybe he just hit like a little bump and run or something like that. And I like looked and I don't even have one. And I felt it move. It was <laughs> just majestic. I was, was like, a, I almost cried. It was a, it was a nice swing. Oh my gosh. His shoulders are massive. Like I was already I like, so stoked over just that that one stupid little TMZ clip of him walking around in the ho uh, walking around outside the hotel in Los Angeles. I think maybe it was for for one of Charlie's tournaments or something like that. Whenever it was, but I mm -hmm. was like, like, oh my god, he's he's walking like it's not uh, it's not the same perfect sort of you know prowling gait that we know Tiger Woods is synonymous with. But he's walking. He's unassisted. He's his leg is is still in a a sleeve but there's no walking stick there's no cane there's the, he's not on one of those like little rolly things where from like your knee it's like you know kneecap is and you just kind of <laughs> yeah. scroll around like he was yeah. walking i was like this is monumental and then the bitch is hitting balls I know. a week With beautiful later rhythm beautiful it, rhythm i mean 
it's infuriating because I lose my rhythm 12 times in a day. And he goes this long without, you know, touching a golf club as far as we know, obviously, and just is able to post something and is it's, you know, from the waist down, it's just it, it's timeless. And it's just, oh, my God, it's just amazing. I was so, so happy. I shrieked when I saw it. I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, we're, we're, we're not doctors, but we play one on, you know, podcasts like if you can if you can make a swing like that and you can hinge the foot and you can rotate and you can put weight on it can you can you walk you know 30 miles in a week whatever's required to um, practice rounds and tournament rounds like i guess probably the answer is yes i mean that that's that's one question can you do it on you know uneven lies and all of it um but that's that'll be revealed over time i mean i think my my position on Tiger has evolved, and it's just like if if he can if he can get out of bed, he he can still win a golf tournament. Like you know, I really after the chip yips and all the surgeries, like I never thought we'd see Tiger Woods again. I I felt like if he could win any any tournament on tour ever again, you know, coming back after fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, it would be monument one of the great achievements of his career. Even if it was the Bob Hope Classic, whatever, and then to not only to win the Masters, the freaking Masters, but then, you know, go to Royal Melbourne, maybe the best golf course in the world, and be by far the best player there to to win in Japan. I mean, in 2019, Tiger Woods is the best golfer in the world. He probably wasn't even close. And no doubt. it's just incredible that he climbed that mountain again. And so uh, there's nothing – after seeing that swing, it's like, all right, here we go. Like, the countdown's on. Uh, it's another big ask, but he's Tiger freaking Woods. He's done – he's – exploded our notion of the possible so many times like um can he be a week in weekend out force you know probably not but is he dangerous at augusta and at the open championship i mean certainly if if he can if he can reproduce that swing over and over and he can get some explosiveness and you know there's a there's a long there's a long list of ifs but at this point they don't even matter he's freaking tiger woods he's swinging a golf club and uh the whole world's excited as am i Absolutely. I was, I'm glad you finished it that way because I was about to interrupt you and just be like, calm your titties. I'm just thrilled that he's able to swing a golf club. If he ever elects to come back at all, that in and of itself is what it it would be one of the greatest comeback stories of all time. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I could see him playing, you know, Within a couple of years, I could see him playing like eight tournaments in a season because he'll probably want one warm up before every major, kind of a thing. Yeah, you know. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't need him to win anything else in in my no. world. He he is, you know. And again, I'm I, I I didn't live through, you know, the era of Mr. Hogan and. You know Jack Nicholas or Mr. Palmer or anything like that, but well, Jack like, do, Jack doesn't get a Mister. Jack's just Jack. Jack's Jack's still alive, son. Oh, you got to be dead to get the Mister. Well, that and then there might be some political ramifications involved in that as well. Um, <laughs> uh, tip of the cap. Okay, keep going. <laughs> that being said, I um, you know I didn't get I didn't experience their 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 um, dominance, but like. I can't imagine a human being ever having the kind of like 
the like literal like not just a showstopper a heart stopper the way that tiger woods is and yeah. you know also like hands down he is like of of all of the greatest golfers that have like graced this world, he is the finest motherfucker on the planet oh my god <laughs> like everything about him is like he's 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 got he's he's absolutely he's gorgeous he's so intelligent well mostly intelligent minus you know stuff that happened um you know and 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 what he's able to do to the golf ball like and has been able to do that do that to the golf ball with like so many different iterations because you know he had the persimmons he graduated up to the metal heads and then from there we got these huge ginormous things that we're playing with now and he's still been able to dominate at every level it's it is just astounding um but i i don't I'm just like, I don't need to be a greedy little moo cow and, and expect anything more of him. I just want him to be able to wake up every morning pain-free and have phenomenal human beings for children. That is, that is all I could ever want for him. I want him to be happy. I want him to find joy, prosperity, which he already has love which it seems like you know he's he's at that point again now which is wonderful and 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 to be healthy like god like that was just so inspiring just seeing him taking a swing and i like look and i was like he's hit like 50 balls looking at the divot pattern that he's put in i know exactly i I was looking at that too it's like that's not his first swing like he's definitely been grinding yeah and it's like Um, you don't see any of those like weird little skinny divots that you're like that was actually just the ball taking the grass off the turf yeah yeah i mean i said not too long after the accident, I've been saying this, is that the X factor in, in this this latest comeback is Charlie, his son. You know, mm. clearly that playing playing alongside him in that father-son event uh, meant the world to Tiger. We all know about the connection he had with his own father. And um, Charlie's quite keen at golf. We can all see that. And he's got a beautiful mm-hmm. little swing and, you know, what his future holds is unknown. But that I'm sure that's helped get Tiger out of bed every day. Like, you know, he's, there's... Winning trophies and all that, I think, is uh, a little ephemeral. It's a little esoteric. But just going out and playing with your son and hitting chips in the backyard and, Dad, let's go play nine holes for dark. Like, that's – you can feel that, you know, in your soul. And I think that's that's really propelled him along and probably sped up this whole timeline. And I'm sure that his dream is to to be out on tour when, when Charlie gets there and they, they can be paired together in the Masters and, I, you know, stuff stuff like that. And I mean, the earth will stop spinning if that ever happens. But, you know, in Tiger's mind, like, why not? You know? Well, while you were talking, like, my mind flashed to a young Charlie at 17 years old who, you know, let's just say he wrote yeah. in a sponsor's invite letter, let's just say, and, and somehow he miraculously managed to, <laughs> yeah. to, to claim he, he one of those coveted yeah. uh, invites. And it, like, I would love to see it if you've got first two rounds, Charlie playing with Tiger, and then Charlie could truly experience what playing with Tiger in a tournament round was like. like I would like lose my mind. And, you know, obviously they, they played in the PNC, uh, the father-son chant, uh, um, father-son tournament and all of that stuff and that is amazing but like imagine if it's like you're going head to head against the greatest of all time who happens to be your father who loves you more than life itself except for maybe winning like I think that would just like I would love to know what that would be like oh yeah you know Tiger would want to shoot 60 nothing and just drill his son as a little <laughs> life lesson out there <laughs> like this is how you do it boy come on like what are you doing uh, make those putts like you could. I could absolutely see that. Uh, the the ruthlessness would 
I don't think I don't think there's a governor. What would that do that. to their relationship, though? You know, like it's it's there's like all these it. crazy I mean, like potential ramifications in this fantasy I have in my head, where I'm like, okay, Tiger will be like what 50, 49, 50, let's say fifty one, and then you know, try doing that kind of shit to his son. Like, I th- um, I think that I think yeah. I put it out in the universe. Yeah. I mean, so obviously Tiger runs the tournament Riviera, and that was where he made his pro debut at 16. I mean, he already had a body of work, of course. He'd won U.S. Juniors and stuff like that. So Charlie's going to have to earn an invite, but... He's got you know, he's, he's so young still. He's so young. I know. It's ridiculous to even talk about. But let's just say he, he keeps progressing. Like, we've all seen his swing. It's absolutely beautiful. Like, how, how amazing would it be, you know, make his pro debut at Riviera? Just the mm-hmm. symmetry of that would be, would be uh, quite Everything. something. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun to talk about. It's fun to think about, but it's just amazing that the jolt of electricity that that went through the golf world or the sports the world, really, the yeah. universe, just just yeah. one one swing, not even know where the ball landed, but just like one swing, and uh, that was, nah, was cool. It's cool, and just a really good product placement as well. Oh, the launch monitor, yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. He's a, he's got a piece of that company, right? He's like, a shareholder. Yeah, uh, I mean. No, no matter how sentimental Tiger may be feeling, like he's he's still a businessman. He like, ain't I'm no not... dummy. Yeah, he ain't exactly. no dummy. No, I appreciate that. I, I didn't even. I feel bad. I don't keep up with this kind of stuff. But I was like, I didn't even know that the the, the full swing launch monitor was a thing. Like, I still chuckle every time I see the foresight because I always call it the foreskin. Like, you know, it's a great piece of equipment, by the way. The the yeah. foresight, not not foreskin. Um, it's a great piece of equipment. <laughs> You, okay, I'm gonna let that go. I'm just gonna. Yeah, let that go. That's why I have to make sure I said that the I was, foresight. I was considering is. a follow up, but uh, you know, I've, at this stage of my life, I've I've matured beyond that. I'm just gonna let that go. But um, now, Take it 20 up minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, what a what a what a weekend for golf. Like, yeah. Uh, it just seemed. It's funny, you know. You think the season ended, but it never really ends. There's always something going on, and. Um, I guess we have a, a, a short respite. Um, are you going to hate watch the Brooks Bryson match? Or are you going to just totally ignore it? Nah, my collar's still off, son. I got shit to do. I got I got to go smell flowers and like poop in yards and things like that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got yeah. some squirrels that are in my neighborhood that are pissing me off. Got to go try and run up a tree and chase them. I got I've... I got things. I really don't. When when is it? I feel I. That's a <laughs> lie. Coming. I don't it's feel the, bad. It's after Thanksgiving, but I couldn't even tell if it's a Friday or the Saturday. Like. I've kind of resigned not to watch it, but I, I, because I'm, you know, I'm in the, Phil is, as in the booth as a commentator could be comedy. Like it could be gold. Actually. I'm more interested in that. I might just listen to it and not even watch it because mm. I really don't care what's happening between those two characters. But yeah, I um, mean, it's one, it's one, first of all, it's very played out Two, oh, yeah. I feel like their window has passed three. What are people going to say now? If, the literal theatrics that or if it ends up being that they were literal theatrics that took place at the Ryder Cup. Yeah. You know, like and and now it's oh, like no. for I mean, me, it's like the golf version of Logan Paul boxing other YouTubers. Like <laughs> bruh. That's so, God, I wish it. I said that. I wish I said that. Yeah. Oh, I have no interest in either one of them and especially together and in some chintzy made for TV twelve match. Like I could not be more apathetic, but I do think, you know, 
due diligence as Phil's biographer. I might have to listen to the commentary because that, I yeah, have, I can see that. I have some fun, you know, if you remember, he did that cameo in the booth at um, Harding With Park the, mm-hmm. and was amazing. And I talked to Faldo about it. who was super defensive about Phil stealing his job. The, the quotes are really funny. And, you know, I have, I have this long time, uh, television network saying phil could get romo money as, as a commentator that's like 18 million dollars a year that's actual real money and um so but I, for him to have to carry this telecast for three hours who knows what he might say i mean the guy's such a wild card so i'm um you know i guess i'm curious in that regard but i, I could i honestly don't even is there a way to watch TV? You can have the sound on, but the screen off. <laughs> like it's the opposite of mute. Like I want to, I want to block the visuals, but I want to hear the sound. But anyway, um, uh, watch so. it on your phone. Connect it to your Bluetooth through your headphones, and just keep your phone in your pocket. Right. Okay. See, I'm a yeah. dinosaur. I would never. Yeah. That wouldn't have even occurred to me. And and you know what? This will be great because I'm sure right around the turn, Phil's going to be talking about going to have to grab me another cup of coffee. Oh, you know, product the product placement. placement is part of the fun. I mean, yeah. this is for you, work day. It's one of the all-time great lines. You know, when do you remember that in the long drive contest in the match? And, anyway, and I whatever. didn't watch that one. Oh yeah, no, it's no. the the product placements are so bad they're good. Uh, yeah, so, no. So, yeah. Anyway. But I just at this point, like the, the windows. Oh, passed. I know. I'm not pretending. So I like, give a shit. I know about... you're not. I'm just talking. Like I'm. I'm but sharing anybody else, in, in yeah. this. I'm sharing in this with you. Like, okay. stop trying to make fetch happen. Like, yeah, we're at this point right now, we are in a golf coma and we're about to step into a food coma. And then they're going to come in with like fucking like Vuvuzelas and Maracas and bullhorns. Like, we still got our tryptophan coursing through our veins right now. Like, let me, you know, everyone's going to be carbo loaded. So mind your business. Well, that's part of like we're we want to get this one hour um version of the wishbone brawl out by friday so if, as a it's counter programming if you want to watch something that's good for your soul that's that's you know they're that's actually just golf without it's all killer no filler like that it's going to be hopefully we could we can we can peel off some of the matches audience because uh it's it, i hope could, so there could be any different as a golf experience or product so well that's anyway. the thing it'll be like you can sit there with leftover mountains of mashed potatoes, warm your body, and then you'll be able to watch the wishbone and warm your soul. Thank you. I mean, yeah. that's 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 could not have been. We could have had a team of of advertising copywriters, and it would have been that good. So, thank you, Christina. And that's because I'm a millennial, <laughs> exennial, mind you. Um, I was going to say, no, you, you almost seem too old to be a millennial. I mean, that, that's a compliment. Of, yeah, by virtue of the numbers, I technically am. But I am yeah. what would be considered either an exennial, which is not a a technically recognized. It's like a subsect of that, you know, that sort of cusp thing when you're like, I don't know. I'm like a Cancer Leo cusp. Or um, <laughs> we are also deemed, I think this was named by the Gen Zers. We're called geriatric millennials. Or well, that I like. like. Yeah, I, that actually I'm speaks well all for, over that. Yeah, that's funny. All um, right. Well, I am going to have to say bye-bye because a few hours ago I got both my COVID booster and the annual flu shot. Yeah, and you powered through this. Good job. My arm's tired. 
Okay. Like, yeah, I worked out this morning, so I kept the blood flow going, which I think is actually a big thing to um, help it sort of get into your body and all of that stuff. And then that way, even if you do have some like achiness or soreness or something, you can't be sure if it's a side effect from the vaccine or if it's just because you were, um, I don't, I don't know You're what those terms are. Yeah. I don't know what like eating, what? Not eating shit. What's it like when you like pump iron, like whatever. I don't know what I don't know what those kids say because I clearly don't do it. And eat shit are not even the <laughs> like, same you know universe. I mean? It's, like, it's the same. You know, it's a thing though. It's a, it's a like like a, like a colloquialism. No, I don't well, know. I wasn't gonna raise the question. Do you need like a, a working arm to podcast? I, I don't really get the connection, but clearly you're a little I loopy. Late. Yeah, yeah, you do, I, you do that. I gesticulate. Sure. I do mm. recall one of our first episodes. You had gotten, I think, maybe your first dose. So we either moved our scheduling as a result of that because, again, it was all unknown. So we didn't know how it was going to, how any of us were going to feel after it. But, like, I honestly thought that I was going to feel like shit because I did both of them um, at the same time. But, yeah, I'm a little bit loopy. That's also because I'm still not wearing my collar. Um, yeah. That's and, right. we, yeah. We, I'm enjoying the loopiness. So yeah, this was this was fun. I'm I'm glad we squeezed this in. Um, I gotta get to back basketball practice. I have to make a little practice plan. Awesome. So, I, know, I gotta I go the, yell at the squirrels outside. So yeah, you do that. <laughs> all right. Well, as always, to the listeners, we appreciate you. And um, by all means, hit firepitcollective.com at the at the end of the week, and it'll be all over social as well. But I think if you've come this far with us, you'll you'll really enjoy all the stuff we're gonna put out around the wishbone. It was just so much fun. We had a great time. The filming and the taping and, and all of it. So um, I can't more. wait to watch. Yeah, yeah, more to come for sure. So, um, all right, send. Let's like you do the exclamation point here, CK. What? I'm sorry. Slam the this door. Is, no, this is part of our thing. You want me to do what to the listeners? Oh yeah, just release them. Yeah. Yes. Leave. It's catch and release. Oh my gosh, I was getting worried. I was like, I'm the one that got the shot. Am I the one? Am I? <laughs> yeah, I'm rusty. I'm mean, a week off. So. A week. Anyway, um, so just a, a final note. We're probably going to end up doing this bi-weekly. I know we had said that a couple of weeks ago, um, but we're probably during this sort of down-ish time going to yeah. end up doing this podcast bi-weekly. And uh, so look forward to hearing from another episode in a couple of weeks time. But until then, thank you for listening to another episode of Full Send with Christina Kim. And Alan Shipnuck. That's a wrap. Bye. Squirrel. (laughs) Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. 
to pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 